This is At Risk Radio. Welcome to At Risk Radio. At Risk Radio is a show where we talk about leadership in the church at risk. My name is Mark Stafford, and I'm the host of the show. Here with David Witt. He's the CEO of SOM International. And David, we've been running a ministry for a long time that we call Bibles for Venezuela. Now, this ministry first started when Russell came to us and he said, Hey, uh, we're seeing people come to know come to know Jesus at kind of alarming rates right now in Venezuela, but we have entire churches that there might be a Bible or no Bibles or a part of a Bible. We just don't have Bibles in the hands of God's people. And at that point, a lot of these people can read and write. Um, a lot, many of them are educated, but they just literally didn't have a Bible. So we're like, well, we can solve that problem. Let's raise some money for Bibles. And then Russell said to us this impossible number. At first, he said, two million Bibles we need right now. Like, and he's like, I don't want to put out paper Bibles. Uh, you know, not those real, real cheap ones. You know, you see his handouts back to churches. You know, those are pretty inexpensive. It's like, I want to give them a high quality study Bible. So they have they have a Bible. It has some kind of good binding on it because these Bibles Bibles will get read and reread and reread and reread. They'll, right. they'll be read yeah. until the until the pages are worn off. And I want them to understand a little bit about what they're reading too. So and he's like, so these Bibles are going to cost about ten dollars a piece. Like Russell, come on. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that is a huge, huge test. amount. Of and, money. Then he, yeah. and then he comes up to us a, a few months later. And he goes, "I think the two million isn't quite enough. We need three million of these Bibles." Yeah. Oh, Mo. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. It's a god-sized number here. Oh, absolutely, Bar. And, that, and, and that's it. I mean, I love Russell. He just humbles me, and he just such has god-sized visions because he. I'm. A, I always think I'm thinking big, and then he comes along, and I think I'm thinking small. And so for us, and Russell and I have talked about this, for us to fulfill. We feel like God's put upon our heart right now with where we are in the Bibles. And, and I want to announce that, you know, for those listening audience, we are just about to surpass a half a million Bibles, Mark. That's and incredible. So this is a moment we could. Yeah. Yeah. So we're on our way. And, and yeah. So, uh, yeah, we, yeah, Mark, you're bringing that when he first brings that up. It's like, really? Are you serious? Yeah. Like, yeah. So we talked at this point, we probably need about $20 million more to fulfill it. And the reason being. Just 20 is, million. Yeah, you know, and isn't that beautiful? Because in one way it's huge, on <laughs> the way, and but when you start thinking about God, it's like, yeah, it's nothing, you know, um, because God has the cattle on ten thousand hills, you know, and we've seen God do so many miracles, and so we're just trusting if it's God's heart, He's going to do it. But every Bible we get across is a life if many lives changed. But the reason, again, going into that is not only yet yeah, do the Bibles, you know, I mean, we're using we're using quality Bibles because we want them to last for years because we don't know how long this window yeah, will be in right. getting these Bibles in. But two is we, we wanted to uh, get the complement of, of some Christian books to just resource them, encourage them right. in, in getting in depth uh, of the word and insight and good biblical teaching. And, and so we're and we're also, we can get children's biblical materials. And so it's right, this whole package right. we're trying to bring in. And then the distribution cost on top of it. So bottom line, we, we figured so, um, about $20 million. But of course, God's a leveraging God, so he can do it with a lot less or a lot more. It's up to the Lord at times and because we get so much favor at times. But anyway, yeah, that's where we are on this this project here. So we just wanted to update everybody on, you know, something we talked a lot about and maybe tell some stories. Yeah, well, and I think that in this podcast, we want to talk about this story that just came out where, you know, getting these Bibles into these areas is, it's rough. It's difficult. Now, 
first thing, before we get into the story, I want to encourage our listeners, if you don't already have a subscription to the free SOM newsletter, this is reason in and of itself to get that subscription because you can see these pictures you can get a visual idea of what's going into delivering these Bibles and just the encouragement you'll get knowing that you are a part of getting a Bible to Venezuela and then first of all seeing it loaded on a truck and seeing it loaded on a canoe and then seeing it in the hands of God's people as they're rejoicing that somebody cared enough to get a Bible into their hands. So David, this trip, it was perilous to say the least. So um, we only got a couple minutes for our break, but maybe just get us started as far as what goes into the logistics of a trip like this one to get these Bibles delivered to God's people. Absolutely. Russell is described often as the Indiana Jones of, uh, you know, missions. And, um, you know, this trip is, encompasses that to the nth degree. On this most recent adventuresome month he had, uh, there's so yeah. many stories we would, it could take hours to get this in. But, well, you know, one of the highlights that we just get the feel for what it takes to get these Bibles going is they, uh, f- first of all, Russell talks about completing this five-hour truck ride and, you know, difficult roads. They had 10 tons of Bibles, so they had parts of the Bibles. And first of all, you know, he talked about this, the process. And first of all, they had the radiator broke loose over these rough roads and had to be tied back, literally holding the radiator with a rope. And then the the radiator now has leaks. And so, you know, we had that stop leak. I don't know if you've ever used that, Mark. Yeah, okay. Yeah, when I was young. (laughs) I've been that poor before. Oh, yeah, yeah, exactly. When I was young, I didn't have money to to bring it to a mechanic, so I got that stop leak. (laughs) And so they they have the natural stop leak here. They they used a a wild manic root down there. It resembles, they said, grape nuts. They were able to mix it right into the radiator, and that created it congealed to stop the the leaks just so they could keep the engine cooled down now so they continued down and now the next thing that happens is the drive shaft comes off the differential and so and all of a sudden it just of course stops they have to go back in this jungle area find where in the world it is they find it in a clump of bushes and lo and behold they find the big nut too and it, they're able to re- reassemble it right as torrential rains were you know coming in were coming in and the night before their torrential rains so it made they came to this place where the road's almost impassable to, to go uh, and and but they're able to make it and then they get to this ferry crossing and it's the only way to get across this place and they're able to get just get this this truck on the ferry <laughs> to, to be able to carry him across and it continues to go so the next thing that happens is the turbo blows and so the vehicle now loses half its power but they're able to just kind of creep it along and and then and then they and with that the they had uh, like almost he said about two gallons of oil coming out of this uh, this turbo oh my gosh uh, <laughs> So it just goes on yeah. and on. And then the transmission just jammed in reverse right as they're trying to get off the road, to get out of the road. And yet, so, and by lo and behold, God's grace, his amazing provision, there's a road crew that's paving the road 500 yards away. And they, they talked to the chief engineer. God had spoke, it worked on his heart. The chief engineer had mercy on them. He sent one of their front-end loaders down to the truck, and they were able to push the truck off the, the the main road, 150 yards to the uh, where the river is, and they were able to finally start unloading the 10 tons of Bibles. 
Now, at this point, the, the rain's about to come in, and if it rains on these boxes, the boxes, the cardboard disintegrates. So they have, they have a, a whole conglomeration of workers there. And again, this, this represents so much the heart of um, you know, the ministry of the global ambassadors. They have tribal people, Colombians, you know, Venezuelans, all kind of, and they're putting some of them put four boxes on their head, almost 200 pounds of uh, oh Bibles gosh. to get them out, to get them covered now of the storm. Unbelievable. Well, we have to run to a break, but uh, when we get back, we'll, we'll talk about the rest of the story. And it's, it's truly incredible to see how God has worked through these incredible circumstances. And, you know, if, during this break, we're going to talk about the International Day of Prayer for the Persecuted Church. And uh, there are all kinds of stories like these that are coming out from people who are risking much to do things like get Bibles to people who need them. And we cover your prayers. Mm-hmm. Hey, check out this spot about the International Day of Prayer for the Persecuted Church. At Risk Radio. Every Sunday in America, over 60 million people freely walk into the doors of a church fellowship. But not everyone enjoys this kind of social freedom. Christians face harassment in 145 countries around the world. Some even give their lives today because of their faith in Jesus. Persecution is harsh. Women and children are the most vulnerable of all people groups. But be inspired that your family in Christ is boldly sharing love and hope, despite local officials doing everything they can to silence them. In fact, let me assure you that our prayers today bring them comfort and love. Thank you for standing with our persecuted family. To stay informed and to help assist, go to spiritofmartyrdom.com. Welcome back to At Risk Radio. I'm online with David Witt. David Witt is the CEO of SOM International. And we're talking about this amazing story, David, where uh, Russell was delivering these Bibles to this tribal area in Venezuela. And this truck... uh, David, this truck looks like it's from the 60s. It is a disaster of a truck. And he's got, what do you say, 10 tons of Bibles on this thing? And they're delivering over these dirt roads, rough roads. The thing is breaking down. And uh, now we're in a race against time. The storm clouds are coming in. If it drenches these Bibles, it's all for nothing. These Bibles are going to be direct. So pick up the story there, David. What happens next? Yeah, so again, we just picked off again, these rain clouds are coming in. I just want to share a few more details here. And yeah, uh, they, you know, the crew hadn't eaten too, so they're hungry and they're praying the whole time because, I mean, this is going to be critical and a mess if they can't get those boxes covered. And so they start, they're working as fast as possible. And then we're talking about 5,000 Bibles that they had this oh crew had to move and, and they moved it right beside a spot, uh, ready right beside the river. And as they're praying, Right as they got the last of the boxes there, they're covering it with the tarp. The rain started pouring down and um, soaked everything, and yet the Bibles were protected. None of the Bible boxes were, were wet, and they just saw the provision of the Lord and rejoicing. But, you know, it's, again, not superhuman because it's, it's sweltering heat. So the, he hasn't eaten. So then Russell jumps his Toyota which we've talked a lot about that Toyota, the yeah, literally yeah, over a million miles that it's, uh, oh it's driven gosh. over many years. And um, he ran into town, hastily ran into town, 
jump with his famished crew to get three roasted chickens. Um, he's on the way back, and the AC goes out in, in this in this blistering oh, heat. Yeah, so it just adds one more thing to another, and uh, and and then is after that, then they had to go over and uh, check on a building and, and and a place where they're keeping some of the supplies, and, and uh, go across the river. And there was a family who was running the ferry there who didn't really want to help them and didn't want to go at that time. But then as they got to talk, oh, the Lord gave favor, and and all of a sudden a guy who didn't really want to help now is even helping store some of the our supplies there and and and, and favor and you know just see constantly one thing after another of god wow. providing you know truly and I, again i want to bring up this idea of ambassadorship of contributing i mean you have all these tribal people who were helping and these were at this point they were spanish bibles mark and so it's not even in their native heart language mm-hmm. and here they are doing most of the work it's just a beautiful expression that when Christ works in our heart, there is a unity and a passion that God brings people from all nations, and we begin to work together for the for the glory of God and to bringing hope to this corrupt world. And that is a, a good description of what God is doing down there. Well, David, we want to talk about this idea of being a global ambassador a little bit more. Now, we talk about there being ambassadors all over the world. Our leaders, obviously, are ambassadors to the people they're serving. In this case, there were some ambassadors right there, some people who Mm -hmm. wanted to carry the Bibles in out of the rain, wasn't even in their language. Now, if one of our listeners wants to be an ambassador for Christ with a persecuted church, what's their next step? Yeah, we are encouraging this. We we don't want to produce anything. We want the Holy Spirit to produce it in people, and we want to recognize it. We want to plot right. it. We want to equip. So if people out there say, you know, is there more that I could do for the persecuted and unreached areas of the world? Mm. What can I do? Well, that's the right question. And we have our global ambassadors director who would love to help people on that. That journey of what that looks like. And there's five different areas we've recognized that most people are landing in. In those areas, mm-hmm. there's people that we've seen are really feeling this call, this nudge for the Lord, and, and that's in prayer. And we so we have global mm-hmm. ambassador prayer teams. And, and so obviously that's an idea. First of all, you take the network of materials we give out and really pray into these needs and what God's doing. Cover it in prayer. Prayer by effective you know, believers, God promises, changes lives, changes the world. And then, and then find people with like-minded hearts and form a team in your local area. And then second of all is we have uh, advocate teams. And advocate teams are those people we have coming to us say, hey, we, we want to let our church know what's going on. We want to get our church involved. And so those are the people who want to you know raise up awareness and, and maybe do projects and maybe help support and get their church to be partners. And and so those are advocate. And, and we want those people to get teams together too, to you know to spark one another on, to love and good deeds, encourage one another, and to you know work with a group of churches. And then we have our connector people that these are the people who love connecting churches together. They love connecting ministries. I just this year went to a few areas of the United States and did speaking tours. And we had connectors there. And I went to Florida just recently. And um, literally our connector there had formed in four days, seven meetings for me to speak at and to connect connect with people and to let people know what's mm-hmm. going on and introduce them to the ministry. So those are key people. And we say, hey, connectors, make a team. And then last of all, helps ministry. And helps is doing things like writing letters 
to uh, you know our the graduates of our church planning schools or just mm-hmm. notes mm-hmm. to partners and encouraging and, and if you're at an event or like a speaking engagement showing up and helping run our table pass out newsletters right. sign people up for the newsletter it's just anything that can for helps um, and oh oh I forgot a team and then there's our training team for DDM and that's a very mm, right. robust uh, team too and then then the idea that <coughs> we're, we we're dreaming about is when these teams mm. would come together all female five teams together these those would be regional centers to reproduce what we have here in Arizona of lots of love and coordination and we just want those relationships to grow and and so that's what we want to see domestically to partner with our global ambassadors internationally so if somebody wants to be part of the global ambassador team how do they, how do they get started who do they contact what's their next step oh yeah the first step definitely is to email call you know to our our office and and we're going to connect them with our global ambassadors director who's Carol and then she will hear their heart and try to discern what the Holy Spirit's really saying and then just help get them in that direction and connect them with like-minded people. Now, one other thing, David, if somebody wanted to help promote this podcast, they mm-hmm. wanted to get it out in front of people, they wanted to connect people who maybe are unfamiliar with a spirit of martyrdom and at-risk radio, what can they do in order to help other people know about this podcast? Yeah, that's Mark. That's a great way. Again, you know, talking about being a global ambassador, one of the easiest tools is take this podcast, share it with your friends, obviously, but even more is review. Is if we, you know, reviews, we have some really beautiful reviews out there, but reviews help other people find it. And also, all the platforms, when they see that a podcast has lots of reviews, that it motivates those platforms to share it with like-minded people when other people have like they're they're listening to other Bible training and teachings and the other Christian podcasts out there they'll say they'll advertise hey you might be interested in at-risk radio and so right, it gets right. it in front of people and then people read the, the reviews and so I I would one of the ways it would just bless me personally is for our partners out there listeners if you today could just even take you know 60 seconds two couple minutes and put a review on your platform and as a thank you Mark I want to share Russell's most recent book I was talking to Russell about this he was so excited I love Russell because he's so passionate about all the books he writes and he, he always gets so much inspiration in these books and he was telling me how his most recent book which is titled wisdom to persevere in faith it's his commentary on the epistle of james and jude and it's it's thin it's an easy read it's excellent jewels and insight and i would like to send that as a thank you to our listening audience. Mm, perfect. So anybody who does a, a, a review, would you just go ahead and even copy and paste it? Because we, we like to read those and we don't always know that you reviewed out there. So would you email that? You can even email it to, directly to me. My, my email at Spirit of Mars, David at Spirit or contact at Spirit We would We would love to send you that book out as a thank you and, and then let other people know. All right, perfect. Well, yeah, a number of ways that people can get involved in the persecuted church and in helping those who are risking much for Jesus. And we want to encourage you to to be praying and to be supporting those who are on the front lines for the gospel. Hey, David, we're a crowdfunded ministry and all the good work that's happening, whether that's Bibles going to a remote tribe or that's a clean water project or that's starting a micro business for a woman inside the persecuted church or that's training up church planners, all of that is done 
done, when people are supporting the ministry. And so, hey, if you want to be a monthly donor, you can do that by going to spiritofmartyrdom.com or you can exchange a donation for books. Russell's books are all over the SOM Bookstore and that's at SOMBookstore.com. But hey, we'll send you one for free if you just give us a review. Well, hey, until next time, my name is Mark Stafford and this has been At Risk Radio. You've been listening to At Risk Radio. For more, go to atriskradio.com. At Risk Radio is a production of SOM International.